0: Welcome to the Midland Seventh-day Adventist Church. We hope our broadcast will bless you. Our uh, scripture today comes from Matthew 26, verse 41. I'll be reading from the New King James Version. Matthew 26, verse 41 says, Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his word. Good morning, church family. How much willpower do each one of you have? How would you measure your willpower? I guess you'd have to test it and and see. But uh, what is temptation according to the Bible? How do you describe it? Temptation is either an attraction either from the outside of oneself or within to act contrary to the Word of God. The capital sins are as following. Pride, greed, envy, anger, gluttony, and laziness are the root of all temptation. Temptation is all around us. Jesus was tempted in the wilderness, yet thankfully, he came through. Christians can protect themselves from temptation, from the collection. When you're tempted, whatever, there's so many wonderful Bible verses that give us strength and hope. No temptation is overtaking you that is not common to man. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with uh, with temptation, he also will provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure that. And that's always one of the top favorite texts that I have, 1 Corinthians 10, 13. And do you believe in that verse? And I hope that you all do, and that when you are tempted, that you'll be able to recall that verse in your mind. Temptation is by very, Uh, feeling of, it feels wrong. The moral law is written upon everyone's heart. When we accept Jesus Christ, we invite him into our house. And he is there to help us and give us strength. The temptation itself is not sin. I said before, Jesus was tempted in the wilderness but he never sinned, and so having the willpower not to sin is very good. Everybody, everybody experiences temptation, don't you? No matter who you are, young or old or whatever, there's always something, you know, it could be a nice big pizza, (laughs) And uh, it could be whatever. You're tempted to go after it. But then your willpower kicks in and you say, no, I I don't think that would be a good idea. But uh, people who don't know God really don't know that they're being tempted. You know, the devil works in mysterious ways that he can present something evil to you and make it attractive. So we have to remember that Satan was in heaven. He was the most beautiful angel sitting next to God. But his temptation was pride. He wanted to be in place of God or equal with God. And so we know how that ends up, that Satan is here like a roaring lion today going around the world trying to deceive everyone. Uh, I have some of the Bible people in here just giving an illustration of... uh, Remember Joseph? Joseph in Genesis 37 through 50. Um, It's a summary of a continuation of the tragic flight of young Joseph and son of Jacob. After being sold by his brothers to the Ishmaelites, then they sold him into Egypt. And he ended up serving as a servant under Potiphar. Potiphar was a proud proudious, or proudious man who easily realized that God was with Joseph. And he tells the biblical account of the time that he was a slave, false imprisonment, and eventually rise to power in Egypt, serving a master named Potiphar. Potiphar was the person in charge. He tells of the biblical account of his time as a slave, false imprisonment sold by his brothers. He found himself in Egypt serving this master. Uh, The Bible accounts of his time as a slave. A false imprisonment. And eventually he rises to power. Joseph he empathizes how God can use him even as a slave. But the Lord was with Joseph Amen. all the way. And uh, it was probably worse temptations to flee because of this events that if God allowed Joseph to be a slave then he would be a successful man. Even as a slave, we often complain to God that he puts us in a terrible and a difficult place. Yet God's will is that we trust him to bless us and to make us successful, even as a slave. And in verse three there, I think it's Genesis 37, It came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast longing eyes on Joseph, and she said, Lie with me. When Potiphar's wife tempted him to commit adultery, he said, he refused by saying, How then could I do such a great and wickedness and sin against God? There is no one greater in the house than I, nor has he kept anything back from me but you, because you are his wife, how then can I do this great and wickedness thing? Even when imprisoned for something that he didn't do, Joseph still remained faithful to God. And in the end, God rewarded him with a prominent position in Farage court and saved many people. You remember there was a phantom going on? And he saved many people because he had stockpiled food. Joseph was 17 years old when he was sold into slavery. And he was 30 years old when Farage promoted him. And Joseph was in prison for two years before his promotion. Therefore, Joseph was in Potiphar's house for 11 years. It took 11 years for the full measure of God's blessing to be accomplished in Joseph's life. 11 years seems like a long time, but God allows good things to develop slowly. You know, when a, a baby deer is born, how long is it before they start walking? It isn't too long. And, uh, uh, but yet, a baby is born, and a baby doesn't walk before a year, so life is different for the animal world. <clears throat> Human children have the longest development time. Both in the womb and in childhood, compared to the animals in the world of plants, it takes many years for an acorn to start growing and turn into an oak tree. But yet, I think i I plant some string beans seeds in the ground, and it seems like they shoot up overnight All right um Joseph. He left all that he had in God's hand. That means Joseph was a hard worker when he came to Egypt. He was at a great disadvantage. He knew nothing of the language, the culture, the customs, or ways of doing business there. He had to get up early and stay up late to do both his job and to learn the Egyptians' way. Now, you all know Daniel. The book of Daniel is filled of examples of how the prophet preserved his faith, even with, uh, faced with extreme temptations that uh, to give in. And he needed willpower not to give in. Um, when faced with extreme temptations to give in, In chapter 1 of Daniel, King Nebuchadnezzar ordered his friends to be fed in an abundance of meat and wine from the king's table. Because of the risk of eating this food, Daniel chose to remain true to God and do what he believed was right. He was being tempted and he asked permission not to eat any of the meat and food that the regular people were going to eat, that they would eat instead requested an alternative diet. And then they had to test there. For ten days, the people were to eat the king's diet, And Daniel and his friends chose to remain true to their diet. And for ten days they did this. Then let our contents be looked upon before thee, and the contents of the children that eat the portion of the king's meat, and as thou seest dealt with thy servants. Results, Daniel receives knowledge, wisdom, and protection throughout his life. We can learn from Daniel that standing up for the truth, for our beliefs, and have the courage to do what is right, even in difficult situations, will be rewarded. Then we come to David. The story of King David is found in Second Samuel eleven twelve, It tells how he was tempted by a beautiful woman named Bathsheba. Despite his possession as king, David had difficulty resisting the temptation and gave in to it. As a result of this, he committed adultery with her, and then he tried to cover it up by getting her husband killed in a battle. Remember when her husband came back and then they wanted him to go to the front line of the battlefield so he would be killed. And uh, thankfully that through all of this that David, he knew in his heart that he had sinned and committed adultery. Thankfully, later, he repented of his sin. And, you know, that was probably a hard thing for him to do, come before God and ask him to please forgive him. uh, But yet he did. In Psalms 51, the story serves as an example that no, no matter how powerful we think we are, no one is immune to temptation. We will all fall if we don't seek God for strength. We can learn from David that it's never too late to repent and change course when faced with temptation. Uh, um, In the Bible, it says that David was a man after God's own heart. We serve a loving, compassionate God. who sees us as his children and he knows that children often make mistakes. But yet, if they repent of that, the Lord forgives everyone. And there's Elijah the prophet, another example of someone who faced temptation. In 1 Kings chapter 19, he was attacked more mentally and physically through his brain and uh you know when you're uh, not feeling good and you're you just it may feel that maybe you commit suicide and you'd be better off and uh but Elijah after confronting the prophets of Baal Then he was threatened by Queen Jezebel, and his willpower was down to nothing, so then he fled. He eventually came to a divine encounter with God where he experienced strength and hoped to continue his mission despite that he was afraid. But when the Lord is walking beside you, you need not to be afraid. We can learn from Elijah that no matter how difficult our circumstances may seem, we should never lose sight of what God has called us to do. Instead, we may or should rely upon the Lord for our strength during times of fear and temptations. Abraham, Abraham, I want you to go. I don't know where you're going yet, I can't tell you. But I want you to go. And by faith, what did Abraham do? He stepped out and he went. Not thinking where he was going to go, how he was going to have food to eat. And he was tempted to just give in. And his fears, and turn away from the commands and the promises of God. Therefore, this is from Genesis chapter 12, Therefore it shall come to pass when the Egyptians shall see thee, they shall say, That is his wife, and they will kill me, but they will save thee alike. Say I, what if I say that she's my sister and not my wife? And uh, maybe we can get away with that. But it came to pass that when Abraham come into Egypt, the Egyptians beheld that woman and said, she's a beautiful, fair woman. The prince also of Pharaoh saw her and commanded her before Pharaoh. And the woman was taken into Pharaoh's house. Then he entreated Abraham well for her sake. He had sheep. Oxen, donkeys, men servants, maid servants, all these possessions that he had. And the Lord plagued Pharaoh in his house with great plagues because of Sarah, Abraham's wife. And Pharaoh called Abraham and said that she was his wife. Why did you say that she was your sister? And Pharaoh commanded his men concerning her, and they sent him away with his wife and all he had. Abraham had flaws. He ultimately chose to trust God and follow him faithfully. We can learn from this story that no matter how much we are tested, or tempted, trusting is God is always the right choice. And Job, you all know the story of Job, the man that lost everything, his wife, his children, you know. He overcame that through God, having faith in God, after losing his family, his health, he still remain faithful to God. We can learn from Job, no matter how hard it gets, we must always remain steadfast in our faith. We must never <clears throat> compromise or give in to the temptations of this world. Instead, rely on God for strength, for perseverance through difficult times. These examples of temptations in the Bible remind us that it's possible to overcome and remain steadfast in our faith. He remained faithful to God and despite the enemy's taunts and temptations, that he could face those temptations. As long as he had Christ Within his heart. These examples of temptation always remind us to rely upon God. It's possible to overcome. And I bring all these Bible people that, although they were great leaders, they were also tempted. And eventually they all overcame and ask God for forgiveness. Seek the wisdom of God about what pleases him or displeases him. We have to know what God's commands are, what God wants us to do as children. And he is there and to give advice you know, also Hebrews ten twenty-five. Forget not the the assembling of yourself is I forget exactly how it goes. Anyways, that you, each one of you, when we come into this church, we all say we're part of the family of the Midland Seventh-day Adventist Church, right? Okay, but you also are here to support somebody else. You know, often at times your church family will help you through difficult times. Maybe had just having prayer with you, or whatever. But that's the purpose. If you stay home all the time, how are you supporting your brothers and sisters in church? So I recommend that, that uh, don't give yourself permission to succumb to temptation because that's where our willpower comes in we need to ask God to strengthen our willpower you know if you were going to write a book or produce a movie you got the beginning you got the middle and then you got the end of the movie so In our life, we got the beginning as a Christian, we got the middle as temptations, and we got the end of forgiveness. So what you want to do, sometimes, I've done this in the past, when I first started learning the Bible, I started with Genesis, Exodus, you know, and then I jumped all the way to Revelation. And I didn't really have all the background that I needed but I wanted to know how the story turns out. And it turns out great. First Peter in 5.8, New King James Version, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And you've got to realize when Satan was up there with heaven before the fall, that uh, he had pride in his heart. And that pride came forward, and he was expelled from heaven along with one-third of the angels. And I stopped to think, one-third of the angels? How many angels has that? You know? And so it isn't just Satan fighting for our soul, but it's all these other angels. And so, yes, yeah, we have a battle. We don't know who these angels, we don't see them, but yet they often cause our conscience to think we can do things, anything we want, and get away with it. But we need to pray how to handle these temptations of what we are facing. You know, in our Sabbath school class this morning, we were talking about the pain of the tide and what it goes for and everything. But uh, God asks us to do that with a willing heart and not to rob God of our tithes and our offerings. There's a temptation there. A temptation, well, I, what if I skip paying tithe this week? Will the Lord still forgive me, you know? And uh, so there's, that's just an example of one, one temptation. But there are many other temptations. I'm telling you, probably Satan has a thousand ways to get us to sin. When we were first baptized, okay, man, I felt our power. You know, after I came up out of that baptismal tank, I felt the Holy Spirit very strong in my heart, and I could do anything. I wasn't afraid to go out and witness or anything. Years ago, they used to have in-gathering, and go from house to house, and ask for offerings, and then would go to the community service and the outreach programs of the conference. But I used to run from house to house. I, I was excited. You know, it wasn't just trying to prove something to anybody that we knocked on their door, But there were people that were lonely, there were people that wanted prayer, and it was a tremendous blessing. And uh, that's what our church needs to do is these outreach programs to knock on doors, to see what the needs are. You know, everybody has problems. And uh, if we can help somebody, that's the great thing. If we're working for that goal, then our mind will be filled with good things that God wants us to have. Now, I can't remember all of this, but I'll try. Joshua, remember Joshua? He was the guy who fit the battle of Jericho, you know? But Joshua, and one of their takeovers of the country, and God says, I don't want you to take anything. I want you to leave it all there. It's dedicated to the Lord. And Achan was there before that. He's looking, and he says, there's all this gold. There's this silver. There's Babylonian robe. I desire that. I want it. My willpower went down to nothing. And he grabbed that stuff, and what did he do with it? He took it home and they were living in tents then. He buried it in his tent, under the tent or whatever. And then, wow, it's okay, I hid it, nobody will find it. But he forgot about God. And how they did that, they called each family, and I don't know what they use for draw but it came down right to Achan. And they said, Achan, what did you do? And then Achan confessed and said he did take that stuff that belonged to the Lord. What was the result of him doing wrong? If you remember? And the Lord had the people, they took all of his possessions, all that he stole, he had animals, he had his wife, children, and everything. And they took him out, and they stoned, and they had a fire, and burned everything up that belonged to Achan. All because he didn't have any willpower to hold back. And sometimes we're like that. We see something, we covet it. Oh, I wish I had that you know? But it's wrong. So that ended up with Joshua losing everything he had, wife, family, animals, whatever. God is with us each and every day. He wants us to be in his word to study. Study to show thyself approved. And as you study, And you go over, you may have read that chapter two or three times before, but then all of a sudden you read it again and something clicks with you. And that's the way it is in the Christian life. We are all growing and step by step. When we first come in the church, we receive the milk, the baby food. And as we grow stronger, and grow up and we receive the bread of life. And so we must never give up and keep the faith because God is with us and He's powerful. It says we can do all things through Christ Jesus. Do we test that and see if we can do all things through Jesus? I would... Uh, Remember all these texts when his disciples were out there with Christ? Remember he went to pray and he said to the disciples, why do you sleep? Arise and pray lest you enter into temptation. And what about our Father who art in heaven? how be thy name, thy kingdom come. Then what? Anybody, what follows that? Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Right? That's another Lord's prayer. I I think every church uses that prayer. Is that uh, uh, God's there? The Spirit oftentimes is willing, but the flesh is weak. I always say, Test the Lord. And see that he is good. And I just encourage you to study your Bibles. Have family prayer. Be close to God. Because we can overcome. It's possible. Not with ourselves, but it's possible with Jesus within our heart. So I invite you to invite Jesus into your heart each and every day. Because when Jesus is with us, our mind is headed that narrow path that leads to heaven. Thank you. You have been listening to the broadcast from the Midland Seventh-day Adventist Church at 2420 East Ashman in Midland, Michigan. If you are in the area, we cordially invite you to visit our church Saturday mornings. If you are a distance away, We encourage you to continue visiting our website and weekly podcast at midlandsda.org.